step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. On 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Buddy in the Kirkwood area, Charlie Tuna's about to hit the road. He'll be on Manchester in about uh, two or three minutes. Be careful, everyone. Bill McDermott is in studio with us. Bill, great to be with you. How are you, sir? Frank, how you been? Very Bob, good. Joe, everybody doing okay? Wonderful. Cole's behind me. Cole, how are you? Bill, were you at the game or watching on TV? I was watching on TV last okay. night. It was I'm my, glad. my grandson Patrick's turn to go, and my wife uh, took him. We alternate uh, taking grandchildren. Very nice. I couldn't believe how candid that Taylor Twelman was about the caliber of play last night. Do you agree with his assessment that neither team played very well? There were certain times during the flow of the game when you would not think it was a first-place team against a second-place team. Right. Balls given away, uh, too many fouls at important times of the game, at important parts, dangerous parts of the field where LAFC in particular should know as defending champions, should know the league backwards and forwards. But in particular, even though St. Louis City is an expansion team, they should know for sure that the instant that Leuven has a chance on a dead ball, it's immediate danger. A lot of teams still haven't figured that out, and it's not difficult. You know, sometimes when teams are playing desperate, and they're, I'm not saying there is, but after you've seen them once or twice, if there's some animosity... Yeah, pull it. Just pull that. Right. Just pull that down. We're adjusting Bill's headset there. Got it. Got it. Well, got he's it. he's not really been in broadcasting. No, I have right not. Well. <laughs> you got it, right, Bill. You have a nice but voice. You can you can you can grind things down against each other and make the game ugly, or it can kind of develop that way, sort of on its own. And, and that's uh, not unusual, I don't think. No, and LAFC comes in, Bob. They have quite a few games in a short period of time like everyone else in the league does, very congested schedule this late, and Carlos Vela is not in your first 11. Carlos Vela, in a lot of ways, makes your team go, makes that team go for sure. Now, Dennis Boingo, who's playing superbly for LAFC, uh, he, on many occasions last night, was the best player in the field simply by running at people. So there was a bicycle kick that I thought that Roman Berkey made a really nice save on, and then... Taylor kind of said, well, it wasn't that you know, great a save. I thought it was a pretty good save. <laughs> that was a good save. Yeah. And Berkey, uh, game after game, makes a game-saving save. He has single-handedly, excuse the horrible pun, has won uh, three to four games 
personally by himself, by his ability as a shot stopper, but also as a distribution artist. Did you see late oh in the game goodness. the side volley he gave to Adenera, excuse me, to a Giochini, about 75 yards in the air, no more than 10 feet off the ground. It bounced once to Giochini right in his path, and he was one-on-one with the last defender with one pass coming from the goalkeeper. Mm. Wow. We Italians, by the way, call it Giochini, even though it looks like Giochini. By anyway, the way, uh, you should be pr- proud of the fact that the bicycle kick uh, was attempted by Giorgio Chiellini. Yeah, is it, wait, but that's not the real older gentleman, is it? Who? He's 39. Okay, he, yeah. Oh, well. uh, Italian oh. international. Oh, how about when he goes on the ground with maybe an injury or an ankle or a cramp, and Giochini, Bob, is rubbing his leg, like yeah. helping him, mm-hmm. like... Get back to, to the game. I've never seen another player. He had his leg, his foot in his hand, and kind of you know moving it up to. He had a he had a Chiellini had a cramp later in the game, and Giochini came over to help him out, like Frank just said. Oh, really yeah. nice. And I yeah. don't I don't think he rubbed it in the wrong way. <laughs> Hello, thank you. <laughs> Two, three, four. <laughs> Was that the first time that Giochini Adeneron and Klaus played together, and how did they do that? There's usually two strikers. There's usually two strikers, normally Klaus and Iditaran, and uh, they haven't totally figured out the partnership yet as to how to play up top with two players up top. Now, Brazil has five stars in their shirt because they figured it out a long time ago. In the 1994 World Cup, if you wanted a master class in how two players play with each other, it's Romario and Bebeto. They're never, they were never in the same place at the same time. One played without the ball, one played with it. Romario was comfortable coming a little bit deeper because he always wanted to start a one-two. Now, when Romario received turn and got the ball, he looked for one person, Bebeto. Not for anybody coming out of the backfield, not for Dunga, not for Mario Silva. It was Bebeto, Romario, two against one whenever possible. Uh, when Alexi Lalas... And uh, drawn a blank his last name, Marcelo Balboa, when they played in the July 4th game. Rocky's brother. In the round of 16 game against Brazil, they both told me, I don't know how Romario, excuse me, Beto got a ball to Romario. First of all, I'm holding Romario's shirt. (laughs) Both hands I'm holding him. No penalty call. Beto's got the ball deep, works a one-two with Romario. And Beto, who Marcelo said he was watching and holding his shirt. They both got by the respected defenders. One nothing was the final score. Wow. But they continually looked so, for each other. So can St. Louis um, look at that video? Can they learn something from that? Is it just going to take time? Positively. Adinaran's very comfortable running at people. Uh, Klaus is uh, more of a player with his back to goal. He sets the ball nicely for players, can work one-twos. Uh, plays well without the ball. Both players play well without the ball. They're both willing to do the running. But on certain occasions, both don't have to run. One stays, one runs, vice versa. And then and then our Italian friend fitting in, is it a three-man mix? Uh, occasionally it can be, but that would be pretty rare for City to do that. When Joe Keeney came in the game, he played a little bit deeper uh, underneath, behind uh, both the dinner round and Klaus. But Klaus uh, did is, you get uh, a sense that he can be um, uh, that that – with that lineup, that can be a net positive with the three of them in there, or is it a fish out of water moving him back? I think that it's Bob. It's probably most proficient for City. The way I watch them play is they have two forwards, but in particular, one position player I would change. 
uh, because he's wearing number 10 for a reason, and that is to have Leuven in the center of the field right underneath the mm-hmm. top two front runners. Gotcha. Because so, he, uh, he's able to find people. He's able to find people quickly. I'd prefer to see him in the center of the field so he touches the ball more, and he is the focal point of the team. Everybody in the world knows your 10 shirt is the focal point of your team, in particular on offense. Doesn't make any difference. That has never made any difference to a player who wears 10 because he's competent enough to play knowing that everybody's going to be marking him and watching after him. So I think a lot of people were wondering, though, is Joe Keeney more like a like a really good young player who just had a nice little stretch and he's just not as good a player as I did around? Because if you're the leading goal scorer, you should be out there. I know he did get had the shoulder thing, mm-hmm. but who's the better of the two? Well, when you look at him, Frank, Adinaran is a much larger man, much larger man. Joaquini is going to do a little more running, perhaps, with and without the ball. Uh, they're pretty much on the same level with reference to what they're attempting to do, and that is go at goal as quickly as possible, get involved in the offense as much as possible, and contribute to the offense. Now, both of them play well without the ball. The age-old adage in soccer, who's the most dangerous player? It's the player without the ball. And the players who do not have the ball have to make it ardently easier for players to find them. They can find each other. Our Leuven is capable of finding anybody at any time. All right, so for the people who who aren't familiar with their greatness, they became just the third team to reach 50 points in the postseason in its first season. That's just that's just crazy. 37 goals at home, the most in Major League Soccer. They're 10-3-1 and one at home. And as many coaches will tell you, with their teams, any league in the world, when a visiting team comes into our venue to play, I want it to be impossible for them to play. Mm-hmm. Absolutely impossible. Yeah. And what's happening at City Park is – a, it's a magnificent venue. B, you could play a World Cup game on it right now. And C, there is a discernible, discernible home field advantage every time they take the field. Bill McDermott in uh, in studio. But it is a little bit of a malaise in the past four games to have three ties and a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if you had to pick at this team, what – what would be an area of concern? Well, my, uh, not an area of concern, really, Frank, but uh, just a, a different placement of players in their respective positions. Uh, Vasilev, I would keep still wide on the flank because he's more than capable and uh, comfortable in running at people. Uh-huh. Perhaps Stroud or Ostrock, uh, maybe out wide as well. I just I prefer Lewin in the center of the field so that he touches the ball more and can find people like Iditarun, Klaus, and Joachini. We've talked about those three just a moment ago. They're all willing to do the running, and all they have to do is do the running. Leuven more or less can say to them, look, you make the run, I'll find you. Don't worry wherever you're running. Just run behind defenders. Get ready to run behind defenders. Don't run offside. Don't be impatient. I'll get the ball to you. I'll get the ball to you. He's very simple. See the pass, play the pass. And he's going to find people quickly. That's all well and good on the offensive side. What are you going to do defensively? And do you have to change when you get into the playoffs? Look, it would be it would go against human nature if you didn't. Ah, oh, we got Berkey in the back. I can gamble here. Mm-hmm. That would it wouldn't even have to be a conscious thought. That's just how you would 
your 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 mental focus on a game would evolve that way because you got the best guy mm-hmm. in the back in the playoffs. Is there going to have to be a little more focus for the defenders to stay back and defend? And does then that change the ability to go forward as intensely as they have all year? What I'd like to see them do, Bob, is keep the center backs as is, and I think Bradley Cardinal is keen on that, having Joachim Nielsen now that he's back in the first 11 right. and Tim Parker at center backs. Now, he continues to change players at the wide positions. However, Markanik, who was just picked up from the Colorado Rapids, well, not just, but not that long ago, he seems to have found a home at left back mm-hmm. because he gives you more attacking options, and he's willing to play and start up in a real high position, as is Akil Watts at right so, back and, and Jake Nowinski getting back into the lineup as well now. But what I'm saying is... Does playoff soccer, does MLS playoff soccer change, and do you have to hedge your philosophy a little bit and not be as uh, be in attack mode on the flanks with your wide defenders as you have been, or do you say, no, this is what got us here, and we're sticking to it? That, the latter. Really? Positively. Okay. If Despite wa- what Frank has said about the last stretch of games – Ties and a loss. If the wide backs are wide and they can join the attack as often as possible, continue to do that. In the current game, your wide backs have to be in the other team's penalty area almost as many times as they're in their own penalty area. Make it seem like the other team was playing against 15 people. Yeah. That's how teams around the world have consistently done it. And with, uh, with what the City does, they start their wide backs – pretty high to begin with Mm -hmm. so that they can join the attack as quickly as possible. So in the pregame, um, Bradley Cardinal was asked about what team, not necessarily scares him, but what team he thinks is really special. He mentioned Houston. So with that said, with the exception of Cincinnati, could you you make a case? I mean, statistically they are, but they they could get to the finals, City SC. Very much so. I mean, they won't see Cincinnati until the championship round anyway. Precisely. Uh, we talked about this before on the show. Uh, the only team that's uh, the only expansion team uh, that's won has been Chicago, and that was in 1998 mm. when the league was only two years old. And they they were run by a 10-shirt, Peter Novak. I asked Bob Bradley, the coach then for the Chicago Fire, whose team is this? He could, Without any question, it's Peter Novak's. And mm. he ran the show. The ball came to him. Everybody on the other uh, team, everybody in the stadium knew the ball was going through Novak. So be it. Lubos Kubek in the back, other people up front, Jerzy Kosinski, uh, Jerzy Brozny, players like that all got involved in the flow of the attack because Novak ran the show on a regular basis. But I would also also be wary of the Columbus crew. They look to be strong. Mm. Uh, there's a tremendous soccer environment in the state of Ohio between Cincinnati and Columbus, and Columbus has also won MLS Cup on two different occasions. Um, what do we know about Messi, a two-parter? One, is he refusing to play on AstroTurf, and two, he left last night's game early. Tired, they said. Left last night's game after uh, only— Muscle fatigue. Muscle fatigue, exactly right. Uh, A lot of that stems from the fact that he's not 19 anymore, and he went on a long, long trip 
with Argentina to play in World Cup qualifiers. He played against Ecuador. He did not play in the upper climates, the high, high altitude in La Paz against Bolivia. Came back, did not train right away, still had that muscular fatigue. And then their first game back was supposed to be against Atlanta, which they lost by a score of 5-2. to two. Is Messi going to change the outcome of that game? Possibly. However, Tata Martino said it had nothing to do with the surface as to why Messi didn't play. Mm. Do you think we just fell out of the sky? That's one of the main reasons he didn't play. He did not play, and he's not going to play, probably, on artificial surface. And when you look at it on television, I know it's a beautiful stadium. It's a magnificent stadium. The surface is horrible. In my in, in uh, Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. Huh. How about the surface here in St. Louis? You could play a World Cup game on it right now. Perfect, isn't it? Yeah. Right now. What was the thinking? Like they went to halftime last night. I'm sure you were watching, and they we were watering the field at halftime they on kind every, of a rainy night. Yeah, they do well, that every game. They do it every game, Frank. There will never be a puddle on the field at City Park. Uh, There are electronic devices where they go around the field and know certain parts of the field they have to be watered more so than others. It's a big sandbox, if you will. That's why it is so, so fertile to the grass growing on a regular basis. The field looks like it didn't like the first game back in April. By the way, the first game was February at Austin, February 25th. If you go to MLS Cup, it's December 9th. Wow. That is a long season. Well, there's no question, though, when you look about all the extra, I call it extra elements to play in the game around the world, it is a -a 12-month-a-year sport now around the world. There's no question about it in my mind. Pretty much so, Bob. And then with the breaks, the international breaks occasionally yeah. for World Cup qualifying, uh, various different types of cups, uh, champ- I mean, Champions Cup in your own country, things of that nature. If, if you're a player, a professional player, that at least is an MLS level and higher, there's, there's what, at most 30 days in a year where you can go sit on the beach? Exactly, and a goodly number of the, because of an MLS right now, a goodly number of the games are so congested that on occasion you'll play a game, like case in point, last night, Wednesday, Saturday, travel in between. Sometimes teams play a Wednesday, Saturday, then the following Wednesday. It's very difficult to have any time to recover and train properly and accordingly. That's why St. Louis FC... Excuse me, that's why St. Louis City has so many different players inserted into the first 11. Perhaps one or two players did too much during training and at a game. Consequently, other players will slide into the first 11. So if you had a, uh, let's call it an eight-month season, and someone asked you, what is the ideal number of games to play as a week? Is it once a week? Ideally. Ideally. Ideally, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And I do want to give credit to Josh McPherson, the guy who makes that grass so great. He's a he came from the University of Missouri. He's gotten some national awards, and yeah, you're right. That thing is like Bell Reeve for a major it's, championship. It's pristine. I mean, it's just beautiful. It is magnificent. The dimensions are tremendous, uh, and this is his sole devotion to this field. The practice fields, likewise, are the same exact way. But the, when you can say that your venue, your MLS venue, 
you're comfortable and playing a World Cup game on it right now, that's all you have to say. Right. All right. A couple of other things, not soccer related, mm-hmm. uh, movie wise, TV wise. Uh, I know you're a suits guy, but anything uh, you're probably in, into billions as we get down the stretch drive. How many episodes left? Just, uh, boy, it can't, can't, be, can't be many more than five or six, Frank. I wouldn't think. And Damian Lewis, I think I read at the beginning of the year of, of the twelve episodes, he was going to be in six or seven. But uh, I have to catch up. I'm, I'm too behind on billions. Same here. As a matter of fact, yeah. yeah. And then uh, anything else? Uh, well, I, we mentioned on the last show. I'm watching. Uh, uh, designated Survivor with Kiefer Sutherland, which is very good. Like anything with mm-hmm. Kiefer Sutherland, and at, at the top of the list was 24. The, Kiefer Sutherland was made to be Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer Seriously. character is one of the great television characters of all time. However, I couldn't. This is a me issue, not a them issue. Okay, okay. The clock thing was ridiculous. <laughs> really? So you didn't like? Well, you uh, you can't. You can't an get entire season from, is twenty four hours. You can't hours. get from Hollywood to Long Beach in five minutes, <laughs> and they were doing that constantly. Bob, it's a television. Well, then show. don't put the clock up there. <laughs> Events occur in normal time. Don't don't, don't put the <laughs> clock up. Isn't it? I know it's weird that that bugged me. I could not get over it. You can't get anywhere quickly by car. In L.A. And by the way, another show that just started uh, two Wednesdays ago, The Morning Show. Oh, yeah. With, with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, yeah. we'll and, pick that up again, Jen yes. and I. Mm-hmm. And John, is John Hamm in that? John Hamm just started this year. He bought the, he in, buys in the, the network, season. right? Yeah, or buys the, yeah, the network. Precisely. I don't know if it's he's loosely portrayed as an Elon Musk type of character, but oh, I, haven't, no. I haven't seen it. He was just barely in the first episode. All right, final thought, uh, since we're going to do this at 1120 and you won't be here at that time, but... What about, let's just say, uh, you and your bride want to celebrate something unbelievable, and you pick the restaurant and tell me the entree and why? Uh, We'll probably go, simply because it's in our neighborhood, we'll go to Almonds to see Tony Almonds, because he Mm -hmm. always makes everybody feel comfortable in any kind of fish dish. Barring that, if we don't go there... We'll get the... Uh, well, let's stay with Almonds just for a second. That is an unbelievable call. Bob, have you been there yet? No. It's in Clayton. And Tony's a great guy. And the amazing thing is, they've got like three employees. It's like he and his wife and one server, and everything comes out, boom, boom, boom. He cooks everything. And they make it work. And Bobby stands behind. He cooks. That's it, folks. Occasionally, he will come out and talk. But he makes every... It's very hospitable. Two or three people, as Frank said. You can't beat it. It's right in the heart of Clayton. Now, if we don't go there, barring that... We may go to Dominic's and Clayton or for the baby lamb chops uh-huh. at Paul Mano's. Ooh. Oh, that's really can't good. Beat it. Now, good. if we're really going to go crazy, we'll go to uh, Musso and Frank in Beverly Hills, or we'll go into the <laughs> we'll go we'll go into the Polo Lounge at the Beverly Hills Hotel. And what would your ensemble outfit wise be there? Uh, well, of course, the obligatory Gucci loafers, <laughs> uh, tan slacks, tan socks. Uh, navy blue blazer, and perhaps a little paisley ascot to look like Cary <laughs> Grant. <laughs> You're the best. Bill, thank you so much Thanks, for coming Frank. in. Thanks, Bob. Joe, we'll see you. Yes, we'll sir. take a short time out. When we come back, some interesting news about Ryan Wingo at St. Louis U High. Stick around. This is 590 The Fan. 